Hey, Prayer Wall Warriors. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Prayer Wall Podcast. The podcast for the broken, the healers, the overcomers. For those of us who need a little bit of faith, a little bit of inspiration, or sometimes both. I'm your host, Taylor McElwain. Here, we discuss real life and raw experiences. By the end of the show, you'll be running to your prayer wall to surrender whatever topic we've covered to the Lord. This week on the Prayer Wall podcast, we'll be discussing Black Jesus and therapy. With that being said, on today's episode, I will be talking about topics that may be a little triggering for some if you are dealing with um, deep emotional or mental health issues. So I want to just go ahead and do a forewarning to take care of yourself. If you at any time have to press pause, do that to make sure that you are okay. All right. So today we are going to be breaking the stigma of mental health issues in Christians. And so I wanted to start today with our devotional. Our devotional actually doesn't talk about mental health per se, but as we approach hard times during the holidays, there are a lot of us grieving. As I've scrolled through media lately, I've realized that we haven't, as a nation, taken the time to have a moment of honor or just have a moment of recognition for those who have lost their lives due to COVID-19 or due to mental health issues involving COVID-19 and everything surrounding that. So I did want to take a quick moment of silence for those people since we haven't, or I haven't done that at least. So we'll do that right now. Hmm. Okay, y'all. All right. So our quick moment of silence. Um, and then for our devotional today, like I said, I wanted to talk about or go over grief in the midst of the holiday season. A lot of us have lost a lot this year. And so I just want to offer a little bit of pick me up, a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of hope and peace for this upcoming Christmas holiday. So on to our devotional which is coming from the hashtag pray live when 52 practical prayers for women book by dc marshall a prayer for when you are overcome with holiday grief our verse today is coming from matthew 5 4 and it reads blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted our devotion i'll never forget getting a text message that brought me to tears it read i just want christmas to be over i can't wait until january 1st Turns out the message was from a friend who had lost her mother to illness a year prior. Christmas had become a very difficult time for her. Christmas is a time of year when families get together and happy is the predetermined norm for most Americans who are Christian. The problem with that is, if Christmas is a reminder of a difficult time for you, then just living in that season can be challenging. Sweet little baby Jesus is overshadowed by your pain and if you are broke, broken, hurt, and struggling then you just want the season to pass as quickly as possible. Furthermore, while Christmas should be a time to celebrate the birth of Christ, both commercialism and consumerism from Black Friday into New Year's tend to upstage Jesus' birthday. When I received that text from my friend, I did what I believe was the only thing I could do as a bystander. I told her I would pray for her. I knew that there was nothing else I could say or do that would comfort her to make the pain go away. 
because this is your situation. No one will ever understand your pain, even if they have been through something similar. Even if they have lost a parent, grieving is not the same for any two people. It's okay for you to grieve for however long you need to. There is no book or rules for grieving, just God's word. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our affliction. 2 Corinthians 1.3 It's okay to not conform to the ways of the world during the holiday. It's okay to be independent in your thinking during the Christmas season. It's okay for you to go against the grain and be opposite of everyone else during the season. As I said, there's nothing that anyone can do for you, but there is something that you can do for yourself. Remember Christ in this season. Never forget him nor give up on him. Trust God to decrease your pain and suffering over time. Trust God to move you from tolerance to acceptance one day. Mm. Trust God to give you a creative and divine inspiration to celebrate your loved ones in a new way that will ultimately bring your peace. Then, create proactive plans to vacate during the holidays or to do something that will acknowledge God as Lord and honor the memory of your loss. Go ahead and bow your heads for our prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you with a heavy heart. You know the pain of my cries, the story of my tears, the hole in my heart, and the loss of an appetite to celebrate during Christmas and other family gatherings. Now, God, help me to resolve this today. Lord, I want to feel better. I know death is in your plan, and I am a true believer in eternal life. But it doesn't make losing my dad any easier. Lord, would you protect me from awkward situations and conversations with family and friends who are only trying to help? Speak to them on my behalf, God, or speak through me so that I might have the words to share and they will receive it. Give me the strength to manage obligations during this season or make a way of escape. Help me to not be a killjoy for my family in this season, Father. Give me understanding and speak to them about giving me space to grieve with no judgment or unsolicited advice. Lord, if there is a resource that I need, please show me and make it plain. I resist every attempt of the enemy to dispatch a cloud of depression over me. Lord, I know you're going to bring me through this with time. But if it is your will to perform a miracle in my life so that this death grip would move itself from me, Father, then do it. I receive it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. So before I jump into what I wanted to talk about today, I do want to do a couple definitions because I will be talking about um, seasonal depression and depression in general. So for those of you who are um, unaware, seasonal depression can be classified as a type of depression related to seasons changing. So you can start having depression symptoms starting most commonly in the fall. Um, so I would say like September and that will go through the winter months. So we'll go from September. September, October, November, December, January, February, and then I kind of start feeling a little more like myself kind of toward the middle of March um, when things start turning green again. <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. 
So symptoms for seasonal depression, according to the Mayo Clinic, include anxiety, loneliness, loss of interest, sleeping issues, loss of appetite. So I will be the first to say that I have experienced each and every single one of these seasonal depression symptoms. So we are, we are in the midst of current seasonal and transitional changes. First, from fall to winter. So the first day of winter is upon us um, or will be upon us by the time this episode airs. And then we are transitioning soon to a new year. I know for a lot of us, 2020 has been crazy. And so we are about to hopefully transition into an even better year in 2021 where things start to look better, where we start to begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel prayerfully. So that's, keep that in your back pocket for for seasonal depression. My personal experience with mental health issues has been a roller coaster. And I titled this episode Black Jesus in Therapy because it has been my experience that within Black families where Black Jesus is celebrated, is worshipped, like we go to him for everything, there is such a stigma concerning mental health. So I have legit been told by people in the church, you're not depressed. You just need to pray more. You're not anxious. You just need to pray more. And I want to speak on that because you can definitely love, worship, and honor Black Jesus and also seek help through therapy. So I started knowing that I had or started witnessing and noticing anxiety symptoms, I want to say in early high school, so my freshman, sophomore year of high school. But as I look back as a 23-year-old woman, I realized anxiety has always been a part of my life. I just never had a name for it. I never knew what was happening. I thought it was just a a part of me. Um... That was just weird and off. And so I um, told my doctor, my primary care physician, I want to say I was a sophomore in high school that I was dealing with some depression, but I was really, really afraid to face the depression and anxiety because I didn't want to be deemed crazy. I didn't want to be deemed weird. And I'm here to let y'all know that just because you have mental health ailments, that does not mean that you are unfixable or that you... um, are unlovable or that you are unworthy just like you would seek help from a doctor for a physical ailment you can do the same for mental ones um so I actually didn't seek out therapy because of those negative um associations with seeking help until I was a first year in undergrad And it felt good to finally open up to someone who was unbiased, someone who gave me all their attention and wanted to help me. And it was through that first experience that I noticed that there are certain things in my life that have given me depression and anxiety that it it would give anyone depression and anxiety if they had gone through those things. And so it it normalized it for me. It made me feel like, you know, there's a reason that I am the way that I am. This isn't just because I'm crazy or because I'm sick, if that makes sense. I do also want to say here that it is very difficult to find a therapist that you feel comfortable with, a therapist that um, you feel is actually helping you. So... I um, ended up, I wanted to see a trauma counselor because I felt like my on-campus counselor wasn't 
helping me enough with trauma. And it was fine to go for her, go to her about everyday life ma um, matters. But I did want to seek out a trauma counselor just because I wanted to take some proactive steps to face my triggers in life. And I sought out <laughs> my first counselor and it was so weird. I felt like she talked more than I talked and she felt too... It sounds weird to say, but she felt too proud of me. Like a lot of times I just feel like she was complimenting me as opposed to helping me. And so she actually ended up moving on to a different um, job. And so I got a new therapist and she was amazing. She was also a trauma therapist, but then I ended up moving to Cleveland. And so this was before the times of telehealth and things like that. So I actually had to stop seeing her. And I, by the grace of God, found a black female Christian therapist here in Cleveland, y'all. She is amazing. She just, she calls me out on my stuff. She helps me process. She gives me ownership. She holds me accountable. It is all the great things. And so it is hard to find the therapist. It is hard to find the one that you work with, that you click with, but you can do it. That is definitely something that you can do, especially now with a lot of therapists moving to telehealth. You can find a great therapist that may not be local to you that you can now chat with um, and get help with via internet. So that's great. So for the purpose of this episode, I wanted to talk about myths that keep Christians from seeking the help that they need. So I found this article on crosswalk.com. So that's um, the academia part of me coming out. <laughs> but this article is entitled 10 myths that are keeping Christians from the counseling they need. I'm only going to do the top five um, because I don't want to keep y'all for an hour <laughs> today. So I'm going to do the top five. And then if you want to find that article, it is linked in the show notes too. So the first myth that is keeping Christians from the counseling they need is this quote or this way of thinking. If the Lord is my strength, then I cannot be weak. Yes, the Lord is our strength. However, our strength is not his strength. All right. God swoops in to help us during our most troubling and challenging times Sometimes the vessel he uses to assist us through those challenging times is via a counselor. Don't block your blessing, all right? Like when you pray for things, God will keep sending people to help you if you are praying for a specific thing, but you need to be open to receiving that help. So that's the first myth. The second myth is this, this thought process. I need to have it all together. Y'all, this is me. This is sincerely me. I think that I have to have it all together. I struggle with giving myself grace. And it's just awful because in that we are forgetting that we are human. We are forgetting that struggle is a part of life. We are forgetting that our struggles build testimony. They build our faith in God. It is an important part of the journey. And we have to be willing to process those struggles sometimes with a therapist. Sometimes the only way to get us through is with a trained professional who helps us understand our triggers. And that's going to take me into my third myth. I can just talk to my friends and family. I love that for you. I do. I really do. 
But sometimes our friends and family just don't have the training that we need to process in healthy ways. They haven't studied the human brain, y'all. They haven't studied techniques to help people through trauma, to help people through difficult moments, to help people address and process things that they have gone through. So seeking out a professional is so, so important. And people can love you through things. I'm not downplaying that at all. Like, I'm so thankful to have a support system from every aspect of my life. I have a therapist, but I have a great mom. I have great friends. I have great sorors, like people to help me through those things. But sometimes you just need somebody with um, clinical experience. So, yeah. (laughs) Our fourth myth today is that it's going to hurt me more to do with my past than it will be to ignore it and move forward. Let me be the first to tell y'all how unhealthy repressed trauma is. Your trauma will come out in unexpected ways at unexpected times with people who don't deserve the wrath of that. Deal with your trauma head on. It is so great as I've been in counseling, what, for six or seven years now? to know beforehand what my triggers are going into a situation and being proactive about handling those triggers. Deal with it. You need to practice confronting your triggers. There's so much power in confronting your triggers and having control over the way that you behave or the way that you react to things that would most of the time cause you to go into an anxiety attack, a panic attack, depression, and so forth. And this one isn't easy. This is one of the most practical things that I struggle with in therapy because it takes a lot to rewire your brain, all right, like a lot. So you'll want to work through those with trained clinicians, people who know what they're doing, people who can help you work through those things. And then our fifth and final myth that we're going to go over today is that counseling is only for serious problems. Not true. Not true at all. If you are dealing with something that upsets you, that frustrates you, that makes you angry, that makes you depressed, it is worth getting help over. Like all in all, I just want to break this negative stigma that it is okay to one, have mental health issues and that it is okay to two, seek help for those mental health issues. It'll pay off in the long run, I'm telling you. Also, just want to insert a disclaimer here to let y'all know that healing is continuous. I'm not sure if I'll ever stop going to therapy and that's okay. This isn't just a one and done thing. It is a process, but you are worth it. You are worth it. And I'm speaking to myself, like I'm preaching to the choir right now, because these are even reminders that I, as a great woman of faith in God, have to like remember and practice every single day. You're worth it. You're worth getting help. There is no reason why you should just keep putting yourself through the same pain and trauma and triggers. All right? So I told you I wasn't keeping y'all long today. It's the holiday season. Christmas is coming up. I'm tired. I just wrapped up um, school, work, all of those type of things. And so I just wanted to hop on and give y'all a quick word today. So what are we putting on the prayer wall this week? The first is that we're going to dismiss shame. It is, it is okay if you're struggling with anxiety, depression, anything in that room of mental health issues. It's okay. Take your shame to the altar. You are human. The second thing that we're going to put on the prayer wall today is that accept that we need help. 
accept it. It's okay. Sometimes when you don't allow other people to help you, you're blocking their way that God is using them. I don't know if that makes sense, but if someone is trying to bless you or if someone has, if someone is called and ordained by God to be a counselor, take that help. God is using them as a vessel. And then the third one is kind of personal, I feel like to me, but we're going to break generational stigmas around mental health, especially within the black community and the black church. We're going to break these generations. I love that our generation is like, hey, y'all, guess what my therapist told me today? You know, like, I love it. Yes, go for it. We will have children who are going to be healed in the name of Jesus, healed because we broke that cycle. All right. So I did want to share with y'all a couple of resources if you are looking for telehealth, teletherapist services. The first is betterhelp.com. Um, I think this is a cheap healthcare um healthcare website and it helps you find a local therapist or a therapist via telehealth that is tailored specifically to your needs and then the second is a website that is blackfemaletherapist.com so this is for my black female listeners I haven't actually used this site but I've heard that it's phenomenal black female therapist also has an instagram account so that's at blackfemaletherapist.com okay all right so before I head out completely i do want to share some exciting news about something that is coming up that i'm so excited about so starting on january 1st 2021 the prayer wall podcast will be doing our very first 31 day prayer challenge via instagram i'm so sorry boomers who only use facebook i still love you though mom (laughs) this challenge will be on instagram only i don't feel like i get enough um I don't know. I don't get enough Facebook followers or whatever it would be um, to post it onto there. I don't have like a specific Facebook page tailored for Prayer Wall Podcast. So on the Prayer Wall Podcast Instagram page at Prayer Wall Podcast, I will be posting every day um, a prayer for a specific aspect of our lives and then scripture to go along with that. And the purpose of this being to start us off with a strong foundation and a strong prayer life going into 2021 because I definitely feel like we need it and I'm being called to do this. So this is how I'll be using my platform on social media with the Prayer Wall podcast for the beginning of the year. I also feel like I get a lot of inquiries where people are like, Taylor, is it okay if I pray to God about this or I feel silly praying to God about that? And I want y'all to know that there is no area of life that is too small, that is too insignificant to pray about. God wants you to bring it all to him. And so every day for the 31 days of January, again, I will be posting a prayer and scripture about a different aspect of life. So I struggled coming up with 31 topics for y'all, but I did it through the grace of God. I really did. So I'm super, super excited about that. So again, my hope with that is to just bring us into 2021 with a strong prayer life that is just thriving. And that is all that I have for y'all today, Prayer Wall Warriors. Again, happy holidays. I hope y'all spend some time with friends and families if you can do so. But please remember to be safe, mask up, stay socially distanced, and take care of yourselves. Happy, happy holidays. I will catch y'all in 2021. Have a great week, Prayer Wall Warriors.